The Ordinary Discussion Podcast. And the truth is, you know, he's a person. He's God. He's eternal and holy. He has his own mind and praise for us. He has emotions. He has his own desires and will. And he's omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. And I think, like, for me personally, um, just recognizing that he is a person, that he prays for me, that that he's grieved when I sin and he's joyful when I'm obedient. Like, and he's with me all the time. So having this person who lives inside of you, who goes with you while you're sinning and is so saddened and gripped by that. And then at the same time, when he sees you doing something, um, you know, that honors the Lord, he's so happy and rejoicing with you. I think to me, that was um, something that stood out during the session going over it. Hello, this is Jeremy McCommons, your host of Ordinary Discussions. And today we have another podcast for you with Emily Webb. Hey, Emily, how are you? Great. How are you? Good. If you guys listen to any of the past what, 13 podcasts or so, so. Uh, you guys probably know Emily by now. She's the director of Ordinary Women. She's uh, helping me go through each session in our Ordinary Men and Ordinary Women studies. And so... Um, we are on session 14 of 26, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're, 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 we're moving along. So uh, this is part two of the Holy Spirit. You ready for this? I think so. Yeah? Tell me about it. <laughs> so I think today we'll talk about um, three things, three main things, I guess, like not letting the confusion and the different interpretations of the Holy Spirit uh, keep us from pursuing him. We're going to talk about the why. Why do we pursue the Holy Spirit, and that we have to be willing to be led and not lead. Yes, this is going to so, be great. Dive into all of that today. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll talk about a lot more too. But uh, <laughs> if you if you know Emily and I, we sometimes go on a on a trail. But that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to dive into these. Uh, some of these are challenging and uh, eye opening. So hopefully, our viewers will will find that as well uh, to be helpful in their walk. So. Guys, as always, thanks so much for listening. Uh, like, subscribe, rate us, comments, <laughs> questions, the whole nine yards. You guys know the gig by now. We would love to hear from you. And uh, we just thank you so much for listening and being part of the podcast. And uh, until next time, let's get this started, okay? Is that an okay? I wanted to say let's do this. <laughs> Come on, you just did it again. No, I'm joking. All right, let's get this started. See you guys. Welcome to Ordinary Discussions. Hey, Emily. How are you? Hi. Good. What's new in your world? Oh, um, let's see. I just sent my baby boy back to college uh, again. Was that sad or relief? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's always sad. It's always hard. It's like starting over every time he leaves. Yeah. So I walk past his room. It's a mess still. I just leave it for a few days until I can like bring myself to go in there. So funny. I think for moms, it's sad. For dads, it's like, yes. They're, they're oh, for sure. They don't even know. Chad doesn't even know he's gone. Like... He does. He does. <laughs> we know. We just, we just, we just, yeah, we process things a little differently, I think. So, um, well, that's great. What else is new? Anything new in the, we talked about my hunting and fishing last time. What about your, what about your work? What do you got? Workout? What, what, what are your big hobbies? Yeah. I mean, yeah, running and teaching and 
baking, you know, mm. all those fun things. I like um, the third, the third one I can get, I can, I can get on board for that one. <laughs> I do a lot of baking. I just do the eating. That's my oh, issue. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Um, and currently where I'm at, let's today, whenever, I don't know when this will air, but um, my Ordinary Women's Group in Fredericksburg, we have one session left. Mm. So we've drug it out as long as possible. We actually are supposed to end in January, but um, we've had, you know, COVID upon COVID and holidays and stuff. And so here we are, March 31st will be our last one. That's awesome. How many women are in that group? Six. Six, seven, including me. So we're going to get six new groups out of it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I hope. <laughs> hey, if you guys are listening, all of you are more than capable with the, with the power are. of the Holy Spirit in your lives. Yes. And they people are. need people need you to step up and disciple because there's yes. people in your lives, anybody listening, there's people in your life that will, will listen to you, your voice more than anyone else's. This and why I think that conferences and and retreats and all that are great. I think that the greatest, uh, the greatest change in the kingdom comes through relationship. And so yeah. I would just encourage you, if your group is ending here soon, really think about what God has for you. It doesn't have to be an ordinary men's group, but I think it should include discipleship in some area of your life. And uh, why not use the tool that makes it really easy for you? And then you can, you know, be partners with us in it and we can all do it <laughs> together, which is a lot of fun. So it is. Well, that's it exciting. Is. That's exciting. Yeah. So. Well, as we mentioned in the intro, or you mentioned the intro, we have three main points to discuss today. So we should probably just dig into this, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So if you didn't listen to part one, uh, this is part two of the Holy Spirit. Go back and listen to that one uh, before you listen to this, or you can listen to this. But I think I think listening to the first one would be be very uh, beneficial in this. So, um, and, and I just want to point out as we uh, just to keep the main point the main point. Our main point in the Holy Spirit podcast and the studies in ordinary men and ordinary women is to point people to pursue the Holy Spirit with their full heart, soul, and mind. Like that they would, they would pursue him and, and let him work in their lives. That, that is our number one goal. It's not about arguing theology or gifts of the spirit or any of these other things. It's finding unity around the word of God and pointing people to have uh, a pursuit of the Holy Spirit. You, you agree with that, Emily. Why do you think that's so important? Well, I think, so our last podcast, we talked about um, just the difference in the disciples as an example of how they walked with Jesus for three years. So we they had God next to them every single day. Yet when he <laughs> left their ministry and the things that they were able to do through the power of the Holy Spirit was tremendous and their impact on the world after Jesus left and gave them the gift of the Holy Spirit was tremendous. So we can take that in our own lives and understand that without the Holy Spirit, we're not going to be able to make disciples. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be able to, um, to influence the world for the kingdom of God in any way, shape or form. So we all need the Holy Spirit. We need to keep pursuing a deeper relationship with him. Yeah, for sure. It's the fuel we need. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, so we talked about a, a bunch of different things on the last podcast too, on different fears that we had with surrounding the Holy Spirit. And one of them was the fear of looking different in front of our friends or in different, you yeah. know, the different views that churches had on them. Mm-hmm. So um, that can be a roadblock for a lot of people in pursuing the Holy Spirit is 
the different opinions. It can be confusing and frustrating. And I I think you share a little bit how that impacted your walk with the Lord. Um, So how can we get past that? How can we move forward? Yeah, it's tough. It's probably been, I've talked to some people and they're like, wow, I haven't had that experience at all. Like it was just like pursuing the Holy Spirit was just a genuine thing. And it never, I never had these, these back and forth ping pong views and thoughts. And, but I think if you're in the word enough, if you study the Holy Spirit enough, you will get to that point. And it's these differing theologies and interpretations around him. Like I say him, because as you, as you mentioned before, he is a person and we can talk more about some of the attributes of the Holy Spirit. But when we just say, interpretations around the Holy Spirit, it sounds like this like thing, but it's him. <laughs> interpretations around him. And I think there's a couple points that I'll, that I'll go through real quick that have helped me. First is that we need to know that we can never fully understand God. It, it, it's almost, not almost, it is comical to me. Uh, it's not comical. The thought is comical. It's actually really sad, uh, the result of the thought. But the thought is like, I can't pursue God because I don't understand why he would do X, Y, Z. Well, why would he allow this to happen? I can't pursue a God that would allow that. Why, why would he say this is a sin when it's just love or why would he, you know, whatever it is, like I can't pursue it. I can't understand that. So I can't, I can't follow that God. Okay. That's great. Uh, most people listening either have kids, a spouse, brother, sister, a parent. We have, that falls every category, Right. Mm-hmm. Those are people we know very well. We share the same DNA with them, right? And, and not our spouses, but in most cases. <laughs> hopefully I, not. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully, <laughs> if you're sharing DNA with your spouse, leave a comment a below. Podcast. <laughs> leave a comment below. We want to have you on the podcast. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Um, gosh, I have so many jokes right now. I'm going to, I'm going to refrain. refrain. I'm going to refrain. Pull it in. Pull the it ordinary in. of Jeremy is about to come out. Um, <laughs> Uh, what was I saying? So oh yeah. Saying I don't even understand. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't understand those people half the time. Right. I can't, I can't tell you why my daughter does what she does. She can't tell me, tell you why <laughs> I do what I do. We are humans and we have this mindset that somehow we have to fully understand God. Like it's asinine to even think right. that way. Right. Number one. Yeah. Uh, so the sooner we get there, uh, the other thing that is, has helped me is to realize that some of the greatest minds, some of the greatest spiritual men and women in our history don't agree fully on theologies and topics around the Holy Spirit. So what does mm-hmm. that mean? It means that you'll never choose the right side. It, the, yeah. only, the only right side is to pursue the Holy Spirit and let him reveal himself to you. And there's still going to be mysteries that you're just going to have to have opinions about but the point is, we made it last time, is it's an opinion, it's not a fact. So don't let pride enter and create this division among you and other believers. Like, mm-hmm. realize that it's your opinion, it's your theory, right? Because some things we'll just never know the side of heaven. Uh, that hell has helped me. There are mysteries that we'll never understand. We just talked about that. Keep pride out of it. We talked about that. And then pursue him by reading the word of God. Inform your opinions around the word of God, not around what other people say. Like, just pick up the word of God and read it. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal himself to you. We talked about that in last session. He's, you're mm-hmm. not going to ask for bread. He's going to give you stone. Like, he's going to give you what you ask for. Ask him to reveal himself to you. Read the word of God, and and you, and he will do just that. And so that has helped me a lot. 
to keep me out of the weeds and the, the quagmire of going down this road and that road. And, and I have my opinions. I'm not going to share them now because they're not, it's not, it's, that's not what this is about. But I have my opinions on the gifts of the Spirit. I have my opinions on when you receive it. I have that. But if you have a differing opinion, we can still, co- we can still coexist and still make disciples together. Like as long as, here's the one thing I can't, I can't agree with is shunning the Holy Spirit and not pursuing him. That is the one thing that I would say, okay, we, 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 we just can't, we can't agree. Cause I don't think if you don't, if you believe that way, then I don't think that you'll ever be the disciple that Jesus is calling you to be. Other right. than that, it's like, let's, let's, let's figure it out. Yeah. It's interesting to me. And then maybe it's just my personality, but, um, the more, I guess like the more differing opinions, we'll call them opinions from, you know, famous Christians, um, or evangelist or whatever, the more different opinions of the Holy Spirit I get. Like, I think sometimes people take that and like you said, they shun the Holy Spirit. Well, I can't figure them out. I don't know who to follow. I don't know what to believe. So I just won't. And my personality is like, I'm a researcher. I'm a digger. So I'm like, okay, let's dive in. Like, let's see what the Bible says. (laughs) Like, let me see if I can get to know him a little better. Let me see if I can have you know, my own, um, experience and kind of go from there instead of trying to listen to what everybody else says, but I've never understood that. Like why you would just not do it. Well, I just think, you know, I think people get into, well, Billy Graham says this, Robert Moore says this, uh, somebody else says this, like highly, highly esteemed people in our faith. And then it's just like, well, I'm giving up. Like this is, this is ridiculous. Even the, the greatest men in our faith can't agree. So what, what use is there to, to pursue him? And I would just say, uh, having your, I think it's important to have a, to study theology. I think it's important to have opinions around theology and to have your opinions. I think that's important because it, it shows that you have read and you have studied and, 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 and all those things, but never, I think it's very unhealthy to allow those things to keep you from pursuing the very thing you're studying. Right. And okay. so, um, it's actually been a hard thing for me to get over in my life. To be honest with you, there was a point that I just, I was kind of like, eh, I, I can't, <laughs> there's just too much debate around this. I don't even want to be involved in it. And then the more that I have changed that view and the Holy Spirit has impacted my life, the more I realize, like, man, I could never do what he's called me to do or live the life that he's called me to live without him. Yeah. So I think in chapter one or something of Forgotten God, um, Francis Chan poses that question of like, why like how you know if you woke up today and you realize the holy spirit was no longer in you like how would your life be different mm, yeah right so, you know it causes you to kind of reflect and everybody thinks you know well i'm not i'm not healing people i'm not speaking in tongues i'm not doing the things that the disciples did like so how would i know like how is my life different mm-hmm. so i've been thinking about that question and just realizing that sometimes it's just the day-to-day stuff it's responding in a godly way that would never have been a response of my own power you know to mm-hmm. a situation or um just you know like that peace that you get in a in a situation that's traumatic or you know even a death like that like exactly what Jesus talks about the peace that surpasses all understanding. I mean, there's so many things that happen daily that you have to understand. It's only through the power of the Holy spirit that you're getting through it, that you're feeling that way, that you're speaking those words, that you're reacting in the way that you are, that you decided to do a, B and C. 
Um, so, I mean, that's how your life would be. If, I don't know what you've asked. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't ask it. You, you were just bringing up a point that, that you felt like. <laughs> you said you. something that triggered it. And I was like off of my own. No, no, it's, it's a great, it's a great question to ask yourself. And as you, as you said it, I'm thinking to myself, well, what tangible ways can I point to that would be different if the Holy Spirit weren't in my life? Um, I'm not going to go down. I'm not going to answer the question right here, but I think I have answers, but um, you know, some of it has to do with the decisions I'm making. Are they all about me and glorifying me? Or are they about glorifying God? And because yeah. a lot of times <clears throat> those, those are not like human nature things to do. Like, don't get me wrong. There's, there's people that are non-believers that give a ton of their time to charity and all those other things. So I'm not saying that that is the end all be all as, a, but it's like when, when your life, a lot of your life looks like decisions made <clears throat> and those decisions are not glorifying you or benefiting per se you, mm-hmm. but they're to glorify the Lord and build his kingdom. Um, I think that's a sign of the Holy spirit in your life in, in a lot of ways, but, um, without going down that trail. Uh, so another like obstacle hurdle or issue that I'd like to talk through that we mentioned before is why we want the Holy Spirit. And I think many people uh, pursue the Holy Spirit. They get frustrated. They don't feel his presence. Maybe they don't feel his power. And I think sometimes that's because the why they're pursuing him is, is, is incorrect. And so what does that mean to you, Emily? Yeah, I think that when we look at the Holy Spirit, like, what can he do for me? Like, what can I get from him? Or what do I need um, to be able to do? Like, that's what I want the Holy Spirit. I want to be able to, I want to be able to speak in tongues. I want to be able to, um, you know, I don't know, heal people. So I'm going to ask for the Holy Spirit so he can help me do those things. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that it's a very, you know, selfish, prideful reason. And I don't think that that God will honor, um, you know, our hearts because of, because of where our hearts are. So I think it's important to understand why are you trying to have a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit? Why do you want more of the Holy Spirit in your life? Like, what are you going to do with that? How are you going to use that for his glory and for his kingdom? and not for your own personal gain, I guess. Yeah. And I think there's a word, uh, and I know your heart behind this. I'm not saying you're not saying, I just want to make sure that listeners hear it. There's a word in there is solely it's, is it, do we want the Holy spirit solely for our personal gain? Oh, or, right. 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 It's like, of course. I, I know what's, yeah. yeah, it's not that it's not that, I mean, I want the Holy Spirit for some personal gain. I mean, he's the comforter. I want I want him to comfort me. I'm looking at like the, the book that I mentioned, you know, The Forgotten God. I don't know if we mentioned that. Uh, Forgotten God by Francis Chan is a book we're going through with the Holy Spirit. You know, he 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 mentions some benefits to us. It's like the Spirit helps us speak when we are in precarious situations. The counselor teaches and reminds us of what we need to know and remember. And he has scripture to back all this up. Uh, from the Spirit, we see power to God's witness to the ends of the earth. By the power of the Spirit, we put to death the misdeeds of the body, sin issues. Through the Spirit, we have received the Spirit of adoption as children of God. The Holy Spirit convicts people. The Spirit brings life and freedom. By the power of the Holy Spirit... Um, he brings hope and fills us with joy and peace. Um, the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, meekness, 
self-control. I think that's them. I said it really fast, but, um, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of personal benefits from it. And I know how you feel about this. So I, I'm not, I, I don't think no, you missed I'm words. <laughs> yeah. I, I think those are all great things to pursue. And I, and I want all of those. I, I, what you're saying and tell me if I'm wrong, what you're saying is if that's your sole pursuit, then we're missing the, the real reason he gave it to us in first Corinthians 12. Right. Would you agree Absolutely. with that? Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And, Thank and, you for knowing what I meant. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I just, I mean, we've done this enough that I know. And I think you said that. I just want to make sure nobody hears it differently. That's all. I'm just, I'm, I'm just reiterating it to make sure. Cause gosh, I mean, if there's one thing in this world is people will take one thing and, 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 and run with it. Right. And first Corinthians 12, seven says now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. So why is it given? It's given for the common good. Now, mm-hmm. I think when we receive these personal benefits from the Holy Spirit, we become a better us. We become closer to God. We become a better representation of Jesus. So ultimately, even when we get personal benefits from it, it's for the common good. Because the more I'm like Jesus, the more I help those around me become like Jesus, right? But yeah. that's the primary focus is for the common good of, every, of others, right? Of mm-hmm. the church. Yeah, absolutely. Ordinary men offered for me, and I think for a lot of the guys in our group, uh, a place where we could really open up and share our hearts, kind of enter in, in, into each other's struggles and successes and kind of celebrate each other's growths. I've been a part of a lot of men's groups and different church groups over the years, but Ordinary Men was intriguing to me because. Um, of the intimacy aspect. It wasn't just intimacy with you know, scripture or some sort of curriculum or study, but it was intimacy with God and intimacy with each other. And there's a level of vulnerability and trust that you can't really cultivate kind of in your normal scope of life. Ordinary Men is a discipleship process that brings an ancient concept into our modern lives. Whether you are personally looking to grow in intentional relationships or to find closer intimacy with Jesus, or you're a church looking for a pathway to multiply disciples, Ordinary Men is for you. To find out more on how you can join the movement, go to theordinarymen.com. Ordinary Men, disciples making disciples. Yeah, that's great. Any other thoughts on on the why behind, you know, we want the Holy Spirit? I mean... Yeah, I think Matthew... Um... Matthew 5, 16 does a good job of summing it up. It says in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. I mean, that's our ultimate purpose on earth anyway, is everything we do to bring glory to God. So if we're pursuing the Holy Spirit for that reason, then um, it's going to be evident to everyone around us. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's a good one. And challenging to really to to really ask ourselves why we want the Holy Spirit. I think we can fool ourselves to think that it's for the common good when at times it may be a little selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, again, I that that's okay. I just think we need to keep the main thing the main thing, right? And right. I think I think when it's not, that's probably when we oftentimes have a hard time experiencing Him because He's gonna He's gonna show up when when it's for the purpose that He gave it to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other one that we talked about was unwillingness to be led. And we kind of talked about this in the last podcast. 
Yeah. Um, many of us want to lead and we, we talked about control in the last podcast, but many of us want to lead and not be led. So like we want, we want to bring God into our lives and just sprinkle him in and then he follows what we want to do. But that's not how the word of God says. He says he will lead us. And so, you know, what do you think that attitude is grounded in this, this, I must lead. I can't give up control. We talked about control a little bit. I think that Probably very similar, so maybe we don't have to talk too much about it. But what do you think that's that's grounded in? Oh, pride for sure. Yeah, <laughs> pride that I know how to run my life better than he does. Uh, I think I can't remember where it is. There was a quote somewhere in Forgotten God, and I should have written it down. Something about how um, the Holy Spirit was not created so He could follow us, so we could follow Him. Um, mm. uh, Lordis, but that's basically it. I mean. <laughs> why is why is he going to follow you know whatever i do instead of instead of me allowing him to be the leader yeah because he's god and i'm not yeah and if, certainly it's 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 pride I, I think fear that goes along with that as well we talked about that but you know like what if he asked me to give up something <laughs> what if he leads me where i don't want to go <laughs> yeah uh, what if he tells me to change my job i love my job or what if he tells <laughs> me to move you know, all these things, these are the big questions that we all have and that I hear a lot when it's talked about being led by the spirit. It's like, well, what if, what if we have all these big things in our head, but I think the challenging thought is that oftentimes God isn't necessarily calling us to that big thing, mm-hmm. but he's calling us to something like today, like in this moment, you right. know, and he may have you exactly where he wants you, but and so, but then the question is, are, are we willing to be led there? Like maybe it's the job you're in. That's where he wants you. Maybe he, it's the place you live. He wants you there. But then it's about, well, am I willing to let the Holy Spirit lead me in that area? And so the, the, the funny thing is, I think he rarely comes in and just says, I'm going to change everything in your life. We're going to change places, jobs, blah, blah, blah. I think he works in the, he, he, he tests us in the small and then when right. we're faithful in that, then, then, then maybe he adds more challenge. But by the time that the bigger things are added, we talked about this last time as well, that the desires of our hearts align with his in a way that it doesn't feel like even a burden to us. It's something we want to do. Yeah. I think he eases us in. So he gives us the little things. He tests us. We, we're obedient. And then, you know, eventually they get a little bit bigger and a little bit harder and a little more challenging. But by the time we're there, we've already built our faith up over those small little acts of obedience. So by mm-hmm. the time the big thing comes, it's no problem. Yeah. Yeah. Francis Chan says, and I'm going to paraphrase, he says, um, either way, he didn't call you there. She's talking about like, if, if you're in, if you're in the place where he wants you to be, like right. maybe you're living, you're listening to this and you're in Fredericksburg and you're, a, and you run a surveying business. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's <laughs> Chad. That's, that's Emily's husband. <laughs> you know, maybe that's exactly where he wants you. So either way, he didn't call you there. This is Francis Chan's words and paraphrasing. So you could live your life in complete comfort and superficial peace. He is a calling for you either way, and you will need the Holy Spirit to walk this out. And so I think some people get this, I got a get out jail free card. I don't feel called, I don't feel called to move. I don't feel called to quit my job and start a ministry. I don't feel called to whatever it would be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he didn't call you just to sit there and live in peace superficial peace and comfort, he's still calling you to do something in that environment. And I think that's a, that's something we all need to think about. 
Well, because you brought Chad up, I will brag on him. And um, it, that's exactly what he's done um, with his job. And I, I feel like he took his, his calling as a surveyor. And I mean, I mean, in his office right now, we have two, an ordinary man, two ordinary men and an ordinary woman. And from, you know, from the time they were hired, it just, he started naturally discipling yeah. and it was this, this process who now, you know, they're both or all three, you know, great, amazing leaders yeah. and on fire for God. So yeah, no, Chad's a great example. Um, Grow exactly where you are. Yeah, for sure. Well, what else? Any other final points before we wrap up today on these three points of, um, or three points the theology, not letting theology and difference of opinions keep us from pursuing the Holy Spirit, uh, having the correct why behind why we want the Holy Spirit. And then this last one is being willing to be led versus having to lead. So um, any, any final? I know you, you mentioned before that one thing that you like to talk about, the attributes of the Holy Spirit. Oh, right. Yeah, I think that for me in this session was a pretty big deal for me. And Francis Chan talks about it in his book, Forgotten God. And he just talks about how sometimes like we talked about in the last podcast, how, you know, you think about the Holy Spirit as like the weird uncle or, you know, the this ghost that's kind of floating around. And the truth is, you know, he's a person, he's God, he's eternal and holy. He has his own mind and praise for us. He has emotions. He has his own desires and will, and he's omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. And I think like for me personally, just recognizing that he is a person, that he prays for me, that, that he's grieved when I sin and he's joyful when I'm obedient, like, and he's with me all the time. So having this person who lives inside of you, who goes with you, while you're sinning and is so saddened and gripped by that. And then at the same time, when he sees you doing something, um, you know, that honors the Lord, like he's so happy and rejoicing with you. I think to me, that was um, something that stood out during the session and going over it. Yeah, I agree. You know, hearing his attributes, it takes that spirit, Holy Spirit and Holy Ghost, as we talked about last time, if you yeah. use the word Holy Ghost. Uh, and it, it makes it more personable. It makes it more, yeah. it takes this abstract thing and it makes it a little more concrete. And, and then, you know, as you're pursuing him, you feel like you're pursuing uh, something other than this vapor, right? I know that may right. sound silly. Maybe it's only me that that makes sense to. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think knowing his attributes is really, is really important and great. I so. think it's like having a built-in best friend. Yeah. Well, you know, like they, he's called the spirit of truth. So he's always going to be honest with you and kind of like point out your weaknesses and where you need him most. He's an encourager, comforter, counselor. I mean, yeah. like, yeah. What, what more do you need? What more do you need? <laughs> Seriously, probably not a lot, probably nothing. Well, that's great. Thanks for bringing that up guys. We're going to wrap up this, 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 uh, this podcast you know, maybe something that was mentioned to you today uh, speaks to you. Maybe you've let the theology and the things like that keep you from pursuing the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's your why is wrong. You know, don't live in shame or guilt over that. Like, big deal. Let's just, just change it. Like, just just repent of it and 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 come up with the the proper why. You know, it's okay. It's okay to want the benefits of the Holy Spirit. I want them. Emily wants them. We all want them. But it can't be our sole motivation, right? Our sole motivation is to build up the kingdom of God. 
and, and to have it empower us so that we can advance the kingdom, right? And mm-hmm. for the common good of the church. And so, and, and then the last point, gosh, what was the last point? Oh, the fears, yes. Led. Willingness to be led. Maybe you're stubborn like I am. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're full of fear that he's going to ask you to do something crazy. But, but hopefully the discussion around that today helps you overcome some of that. And I would just say the good news is it's easy to change. I mean, these are all more or less mindset changes. They're not like huge changes in your life. And it, and it just it starts with a pursuit of the Holy Spirit. And so I hope this is challenging but encouraging. I hope it pushes you towards the Holy Spirit and not away from Him. And um, I pray that as you pursue Him, that your life will be more and more filled with His presence and His power and that you will be a disciple that makes disciples. And so we can change this world together. Sound good? That sounds great. All right. There's your line. That sounds great. <laughs> that sounds great. Is that it? That's it. <laughs> that sounds keep great. Keep working on it. Yeah, keep, let's keep working on it. All right, guys. Until next time, let's do this. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. See you guys.